Hello, and welcome to episode eight. Episode eight. I screwed up last week uh, when we did the, uh, it was just on the verbiage, not on the written. But I said episode six, so we had two episodes six. So I think we're on eight now. Anyway, welcome we? to, yeah, the Just Saying podcast uh, with myself, Christopher Manso, and my wonderful co-host, Mr. Paul Vato, who, nice. no, damn, I'm doing it again. Already I start. I was like, man, they moved you to this side of the screen so I could point. I just got to do this now. I don't know how to point with you guys. How you been, sir? Wonderful. Just got back from L.A. It was a great it was just supposed to be a short little trip, but I kept running into people that I know, as I usually do, and then just kept extending my trip. But it was very productive. I, I, I did a TV show. Keep yeah. the keep it secret. Don't 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 spill it. We're not we're not <laughs> sponsored by TMZ. Don't give anything away. Our guest is Bye. over here. We I already told him we'll ignore him for a while. He's the most fidgety guest I've ever seen. Most of them just sit there like Brian's moving around. He's a mover and a shaker. That's who he is. Our guest tonight is Mr. Brian McGee. Brian, how are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Good. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. You're from Texas. Are you from Texas? Like you a Texan all the way? No, I was actually born at Cape Canaveral Space Center in Florida. Wow. And uh, lived in uh, Daytona Beach, Panama City, and uh, Brandon, Florida. And moved to this great state of Texas at the age of six. So I wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. Well, at six, you pretty much, you, I think they allow that by law, aren't you? You're in a, well, I don't know, Texans. I know a few Texans. They're pretty, pretty particular. They're pretty honorary. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't have much of an accent either. That's okay. We'll do one for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say things. I know phrases. You, you think so? You think because, because you moved there? later in life at six that 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 that, that i guess it does right i guess you start yeah, learning that early because i've met people here in the u.s that moved here from another country and even though they moved here at six or seven i mean sometimes there's still a slight little a slight you know twang from back home but that's interesting that by you moving there at six you you, you don't really have that texas accent we just keep working through everything. And, oh, my God, technical difficulties. Who would have thought that would happen with me? But I'm not in charge tonight. So, L.A., sir, you. Nice time? Good time? You saw a lot of people you said, oh, folks from the past? Folks from the past. Uh, my cousin actually lives there, uh, Justin, uh, who I apparently, and I almost had forgotten that I was kind of instrumental in getting him into casting, so, so he did remind me. Uh, he's actually my second cousin, you know, because my father was was uh, was so old. My parents were older when they had me. So all my cousins are like in their sixties. I'm not saying that that's old. I'm just saying, you know, those are my cousins whom right. I really don't know. So I'm more age wise with my second cousins, uh, whether it's on my dad's side, more so on my dad's side in Mexico, you know, because my dad was like 42, I think, when. When, when when I was born, so and then with my mom, you know, a, a little bit younger. So so, but it's the same thing. I'm more more friends with my second cousins. So Justin, I, apparently, when he moved to LA, I got him. I connected him with Liz Paulson, who's Sarah Paulson's sister. And and Liz used to. Do, I think she still does casting, but has moved up in, into the 
into the networks. Uh, you know, she's up there as far as uh, the networks go. And uh, and I, I do remember getting him connected with her and, and he stayed in casting for many, many years. I know he was casting like the biggest loser and things like that. Uh, Funny, I didn't but, get a call from him. I wonder why. <laughs> oh, that's the weight loss show. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, they'll give you a call for the other one though. Oh yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> biggest loser. Let's talk to Manso. <laughs> there, Brian, you're looking so much better now. You're not breaking up. You're looking crystal clear. Got that great geese hat. So you know, I'm a little upset tonight too. I forget because again, I don't have a prop master because that costs money. <laughs> so I haul my stuff in and out. They don't let me. I even ask, can I put it in a box? And they're like, no, you're not paying rent here. Just by the hour. I left my hat at home, my fedora. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I know. And I'm like, and I knew I knew Brian would have his fancy McGee's Meats hat on. We'll get into that in a second. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm like, and I had enough time. Do I turn around? I'm like, no, just got to going to go going to go naked, going to go naked. <laughs> That has been that hat. I've had that hat. My son will be 26. I've had that hat about 10 more years than I've had him. I think wow. that's close to 40 years old. Wow. Where did you pick it up? Do you remember? Yeah, it was a department store in downtown St. Louis called Famous Bar. Back before, you know, Macy's bought everybody out and bought all the. You know, the local ones and stuff. Yeah, I picked it up in the men's department. Seventh floor. Menswear. Wow. Paid a, and and I paid, were, I'll, I'll tell you what, I paid a pretty penny for that thing, too, back in the day. I've had that hat forever. You wear it often, though, don't you? Oh, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not, yeah, that hat. I would say that hat has got to be 35 years old, maybe longer. Yeah, 35 to 40 years old. And I wear that hat a lot. I've, I, there's a, a great store in St. Louis downtown called Levine Hat Company. I go by there and pick uh, a fedora up, a Stetson once in a while, some other things. I used to have all kinds. I had a bowler, a nice dress straw hat from the old 40s, 30s, 40s time and stuff. And it just kind of got rid of those over time. But yeah, that fedora has been tried and true through a lot of stuff, baby. Let me tell you, it's, it's seen some things. Not well, it just all the time. goes to show you, you know, you you spend you spend more money, but in the long run, it ends oh, up costing yeah. you less. Well, nobody nobody does like that anymore. Anything. Nobody nobody. You know, I was talking to one of my customers. Um, where the hell was he? Doesn't matter. He wasn't that exciting of a customer. No, I was talking to one of my customers in Oklahoma, and we were talking about. Uh, he owns some other places besides the cigar shop. And he says, nobody buys anything. Everything's pretty much even clothing, I think, is is disposable, which is sad to say. I just realized that I'm on the close-up shot, and I'm looking at this suit coat I got on, and this coat's got to be 25 years old. I buy it to last. I hate throwing stuff away. You know me being green. I hate that. So, Mr. Well, McGee, go ahead. We'll get no, to no, you in I'll a say, second, well, Brian. We haven't ignored you enough. Just sit there and keep smoking and looking handsome like you do. Mm. Go ahead. Well, that's the nice thing about about almost men's fashion is, I mean, yeah, it changes and it evolves a little oh, bit. Yeah, it a can little be pretty bit. Tiny. Yeah, you get yeah, the right size lapel. I had read an article. It was some weird. I don't even know why because I don't follow people. But do you? Well, you'll remember the name, remember, William Forsyth. 
actor. Sure. Yeah. He had some actor. little articles, probably in GQ or something, and one of the best advice he got, and I don't know who it was from, it was another actor, told him, you buy coats at a certain lapel size and always because they'll go in and out you can always you know the ties you could change out but that coat was at standard like this that standard size even if they flared out you kept with those and over time it in and out i'm a fashionable kind of guy very Ladies. smart very yeah. smart so sir let's get to know you a little bit all right Got a bunch of awards on your. Uh, are those Reynolds for the show? Did you just tack those up so you could, you know, be like? No, no. This is. Uh, I've got a bunch of crown head stuff on this wall. This is used to be my favorite show. Actually, funny story. I was doing a uh, one of these with Luciano, who owns Ace Prime that we distribute, and this guy knows everybody. And next thing I know, Scott Reynolds is on the screen with me, one of the head writers for Dexter. And we sat there and talked about Dexter for about 25 minutes, which was very, very cool. That's neat. Um, but this is my little office. I've got a crown heads wall. I've got my military wall. Got my golfing and stuff over here. So a little bit of everything. This is uh, one of the lids from Los Calaveras. This is uh, an event I do every year with Finks in San Antonio. They raise money for the Fisher House, which is kind of like a... Uh, a Ronald McDonald house for the military and uh that oh, very nice nice and forty thousand dollars i know the things well myself yes i could yes, drop a name name it may not be hollywood but i can drop a texas name that's right, a big name right. in texas they were actually texans before it was texas that's right that's right and manufacturer in texas the mm -hmm. travis club and all the things that came out of fink's catalog so yeah. oh yeah yeah I don't know what uh, uh, patriarch Bill, right? Bill Fink, right? Bill. Bill yeah, Fink. we're acquainted, but I know his daughter well, Emily, and her yeah. lovely husband Phil. We're gonna have them on sometime. Told them I want to come. I want to know about the history of. Uh, they, they got some cool history. I mean, to be there before it was Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they're the reason why cigar tax in Texas is only one cent a stick. Tobacco tax is over 100%, but because of the Finks, cigars are always taxed at once in step. Here comes Key. You haven't met Key. You'll never meet Key. She's mine. She's all mine. She's the world's <laughs> best production assistant. She makes coffee and brings it to me. I love her. Anyway. and then What kind of coffee? Why, well, Snappy Bigman coffee. It's great coffee. Just saying. Boy, we're getting Just that batter down now, aren't we? The way we feed into each other. So, sir, you are a Marine. Yes. Once a Marine, always a Marine, correct? Very correct. Very I was thinking correct. about that. I wonder how many, how many Marines are in the cigar business. I can think of three. There's a few. And you're There's at the top few, of my dude. list. There's you. Bill Rechtenwald. I don't know if you knew Bill, Bill Rechtenwald. He now owns, um, oh, my gosh. Thank you. There's a lot of service people in the industry. Yeah, um, he owns. Um, reps, I can't think of the cigar uh, shop he owns now. He was with Ashton for years. Yeah. And uh, who does Sweet Jane and all that? They're in South Dakota where they have the big Sturgis. Star oh, Deadwood. Yeah, Deadwood. Deadwood. Yeah, he owns Deadwood yeah. now. Yeah. So there's. Yeah. Brandon Canali, uh, the general rep, he's uh, Marine. Matty Booth. 
Matty Booth. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you guys could just start your own collection agency for past two years. <laughs> Put you guys out there, and we ain't going to have anybody over 30 days. Give me my money. That's right. <laughs> Won't even need me my Bowie knife. I brought it again today for the show. You haven't seen that one. It, it'll all come together when you watch us, when you're sitting in your hotel room. All crazy. So you're working for <laughs> Crown Heads. You started in the business. It was funny. Paul, he sends me a bio. I said, send me a quick bio. Uh -huh. He does. I'm a Marine. Served from eight years. Skipped the part I found out later by internet stalking, which was great. <laughs> I asked him about that. Then he tells me the three companies he's worked for is a, is a cigar rep and all the wonderful people he's met and everything. And that's it. And my wife was asking who was going to be on the show tonight. I said, Brian McGee from Texas. I don't know who Brian is. I said, you don't know who anybody is. I kept all those <laughs> people secret. And uh, so I'm showing her and he does a he does a show, too, called The Hacking Gourmet, which we'll talk about in a second. And so I get on to The Hacking Gourmet page and I, they little bios for everybody on there. And it's like two paragraphs worth of stuff. I'm going, geez, you're a condensed version of a guy. And he's just like, here's what I did. Here's what I do. Learn to love me. Right. <laughs> how did you, let me ask you, how did you end up in this industry, in, in the cigar it's, 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 it's one of those right place at the right time. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I actually went into the IT field. I was selling hardware, software, installation services for a company called CompuCom. And... Uh, uh, I had accounts like PNC Bank, uh, Marriott, uh, New York Life, Dean Witter, things like that. So I did a lot of traveling, made a lot of money doing that. Uh, but then uh, Dell hit the market and started undercutting everybody. I, I did. I remember doing a pitch for Swatch Watches here in, in Dallas, doing a server farm and desktop upgrades and laptop upgrades. And if, you, if I were to quote them just a basic quote, it would have been 30% below cost. But with every manufacturer chipping in a rebate and scratching for every little thing, I got my quote to 0.5% above cost. And Dell came in and said, yeah, we can beat that. So I uh, started working. Uh, and plus, the company I worked for, CompuCom, was bought and sold so many times, ended up getting laid off. And I got a job at a uh, cigar shop in, here in Dallas, up in smoke. Um, started working there until I could find, you know, a new job, find, you know, something else to do. And up in smoke in Dallas at, at one time had seven stores. Um, Jay Fox, Jay and Wendy Fox, the original owners had been in the industry for 30 plus years. So they knew everybody. And I heard uh, a buddy of mine that had just been hired with La Florida Minicana, Paul Costo. Hits me up one day and says, hey, uh, CAO just dropped their rep in Texas. You should get them your resume. So I shoot my resume over. I tell Jay Fox that I'm thinking about applying for a job at CAO. He picked up the phone, called John O. Osgener and Tim Osgener, said, you need to hire this guy. Next thing I know, my phone's ringing. It's Mickey Pegg. He goes, hey, man, I'm flying to Dallas to interview you. And uh, from there, 2005, I started with CAO. 
they uh, sold and the family sold it in 2000, uh, technically in 2008, I stayed on for two years and then it went to Scandinavian Tobacco. And I uh, left and went to Toronto and worked with uh, Charlie and his family for five years and then he sold his business. So the running joke was, if you want to sell your business, hire me within five years, it'll be sold. And then uh, because I worked with uh, Mike Condor and John Hubert, CAO, they had started Crown Heads. And uh, I called them and said, hey, Charlie just sold his company. Um, do you have anybody in Texas that would love to come work for you? They flew me to Nashville. I interviewed with them and flew home that night with a new job. So I've been with them since 2014 and have uh, broken that curse finally. Well, yeah, but your selling point was if you want to sell your comfort, uh, your company profitably, you hire Brian. Probably, yeah, right. <laughs> you want to you want to get ten cents on the dollar? You hire me and Vada. We'll we'll drive we'll drive the value right down. You can get out of there, have a fire sale. Is that your dog's making all that damn noise? That's Heidi. She's somebody's walking by the house. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Before you, yeah. I told Brian, he's like, well, the dogs make up. I'm like, we don't care. <laughs> having a conversation. I've had plenty of conversations with Brian, but having a conversation. Let the dog bark. Let, let her have some fun. She's yeah. protecting you. The UPS guy There's was come up the front door and kill you. I tried to tell you yeah. that. You just told me to shut up. I'll tell you what. So, oh, I love dogs. I don't care. Bring them on, baby. She's the one that's in all my uh, food picks. All your, oh, your okay, mind. yeah. She's a good-looking German Shepherd too. Yeah. I had to take a sip of that coffee. Yeah, I like that coffee. What kind of coffee? Snappy Bigman coffee. Boy, you're getting really good. It's great coffee. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, drop the timing it. down, baby. You spent a couple of shows together. Next thing you know, boom, like silk. We, 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 we're so smooth with this. We're so smooth. So you ended up getting in the cigar industry, kind of out of a fluke, and yeah, doing that. And you've, well, you still traveling and everything though. But you've been in, now. When when you started, what was that? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Sixteen um, years now. September. Wow. September 2005. So this will be my 16th year. 16th year? Yeah. A lot of travel. A lot of travel. Have you... Well, so you're you're in Texas, Oklahoma. You told me Mississippi, Louisiana. I'm missing somebody. Yeah, so... But hell, Texas is... With, Texas in its own is... A it's territory, huge. Isn't it down there? Some companies have two reps in this state. I was going to say, I, I know some... Oh. They've split between north and south, right? Right. When I started with CAO, it was Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana was my territory. When I went to Toronto, it was that territory plus Kansas, Missouri, um, Colorado, New Mexico. And then they changed it to where I picked up Iowa and Nebraska. And then when I first started with uh, Pick them up Crown Heads, it was that territory minus Colorado and New Mexico. And then lately, we hired David Payne up in your area. So now it's Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. I never met and him. And Arkansas, because it's really close to Tulsa. I don't want to <laughs> meet him. Never be, never be another Brian McGee in St. Louis. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you tell us, where in Texas do you live? 
I live in the Dallas area, Dallas, Fort Worth. I live in McKinney, Texas, kind of northeast of Dallas. Got it. Is that is that also the same area that you grew up in? Yeah, I grew up in Irving, which is you know thirty minutes south of here. Um, diehard Cowboys, Texas Rangers, Dallas Mavericks, Dallas Stars fan, all things uh, Dallas Fort Worth. A boy can dream, can he? Yeah. Do you do? You, do you get out to the uh, Austin area? Because I have an account in in Taylor, Texas. The Red Taylor Cigar Lounge. Probably big. Uh, was it uh, Big Reds? Uh, that's where Louis Miller's Barbecue is. Yeah, I've been there many times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, uh, Red Cap Cigar Lounge, which is Red Cap. Uh, Red Cap. Red, yeah. 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 Brad and Gina. I was just there this past weekend for the uh, Weasel Fest. Uh, uh, Roma Craft, and I had an event and an account in Dripping Springs uh, with Stogie's Cigar Lounge uh, this past Thursday. So yeah, I was just down in that that area this past week. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! Such a great area, very supportive. I, I've I've got to get down there again. I was there right before the pandemic started, and then I was there afterwards. Uh, and I've, I've been doing a series called Cigar Stars, where mm-hmm. if you carry cigars. I'll go out there and we'll do a little event based on, on your on your company, on your neighborhood. What goes on, you know, what what's good barbecue, uh, you know, in Taylor, Texas, with a little bit about the history of Taylor, Texas, et cetera. So it's it's uh, I, it's a it's a good time, man. And and uh, I've been to Austin back in the 1900s when uh, we right. were doing improv. Back in the day. And uh, I perform, we performed at the Paramount Theater. That was a long time ago, but uh, but I miss yeah. it, man. It's such a great history. Yeah, Taylor has okay. got one of the top barbecue joints in Texas, uh, Louis Miller's. Um, and of course, Austin is surrounded by it. It's, uh, it's a barbecue row down there. That's Texas barbecue, too. Yeah, that's, beef that's barbecue. Real barbecue. Right. Bring your checkbook. Like a side of beans, that'll be forty-seven dollars. Got any okra? No. Good food. Isn't it funny though? I mean, guys on the road, we know all the places to go. Paul and I, it it comes up every show. Yeah. We're trying to get somebody to finance us so we can take it on the take it on the road and visit, pick out a cigar shop or two. Good person and Let's go see where to eat. Well, then we can ruin it for everybody you, else who goes there. Let me tell you a funny story. So when I started with CAO, I had never been to New Orleans. So I was making my first road trip to New Orleans. And I'm trying to think of, you know, where to eat in New Orleans. Oh. And my boss at the time, Mickey Pegg, said, uh, go see the guys at, um, at Mine Imports. Um, actually, it wouldn't mind at the time. Um, uh, Vicari, Joe Vicari. So go see Joe. He's he's a born and raised New Orleans guy. Uh, he'll t- he'll take you or tell you where to go eat. So I walk in. I say, Hey, man, can I take you to dinner? I've never been here. You know, where's some place we should go? And he goes, Oh man, PF Change just opened up across the street. Let me take you there. And I'm like, no, I've, I've got PF Chains in Dallas. I don't want to eat PF Chains in New Orleans. 
And 30 minutes later, I'm at P.F. Chang's eating, uh, <laughs> eating uh, Chinese food in New Orleans. First time I was in Oklahoma. I'm in Oklahoma City. And I go to the kid at the, at the, uh, the check-in desk. Young guy, 20-something years old. And I said, hey, first time in Oklahoma City. Never been here before. Cattle country. Love it. Where's the place to get a good steak? He goes, man, they just opened an Outback right down the road from us. I'm like, you don't get it. He goes, no, I really like Outback. I said, son, you from here? I picked up the accent right away. And then uh, some accountant came out, older lady in her 40s. She goes, go to the stockyards. Go down there and get a steak. Man, was that good. But yeah, first time I'm like, I want a, I want a big old steak. Go to Outback. We got those all over. Unbelievable. But back or PF salties, yeah, as I like to call it. Man. Um, right. You said who what was the name that you mentioned? Joe Joe Vacari. Joe Vacari. Uh-huh. Who's who's that? Is he in the food business? No, he was no. one of the managers at a cigar shop in uh in New Orleans. Okay, got it, got it. Cuz you know what? I think I'm thinking of Joe Vaccaro. I is, is the guy that, that owns Andiamo, which I only know from oh, the no. D. Cause... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You had never been to New Orleans till then? You hear that? Close? Till then, that was not. That was, uh... Love New Orleans. Yeah. I love New Orleans in the springtime. I hate it in the summertime. No, you don't want to go. You don't want to go anywhere southern Louisiana in the summertime. I don't know. We're still it's looking at uh, moving. Oh, it's hot. And Human in New Orleans. Oh my God! Well, you missed the last. We were talking there. about that before. You missed the last. You didn't go to that show, Paul. Uh, trade show. No. Was it 2008 or was there one even after? Oh, that? No, it was after that. No, it was after that. Because I remember. Oh we yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the, the they put the Big Easy put the squeeze on the on the uh, on the whatever it's called now. IPCPR TDA. I don't know what they call it. PCA yeah, now yeah. is that it? Oh, yeah, they came by with, I mean, they had the badges hanging, giving you tax papers, and people pulled out, and were like, we'll never go to New Orleans again. Screw those guys. We'll never come back. They're like, hey, we'll give you two years, you know, buy a year, get a year free. They're like, we're going back to New Orleans. Back to New Orleans. <laughs> Sellouts. But, yeah, the oh, last yeah. time we were down there, you couldn't smoke anywhere. They had outlawed smoking just before we got there. Yeah. It was, yeah, walking around outside. In New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, in crazy. New Orleans. Well, it's, it's changing times. I was talking to somebody who, who, who lives in the French Quarter, and they, they now have, uh, um, whatever you call it, federal rules, regulations. Federal. You know, state, city regulations. So certain times the music's got to get turned down and all that. And I'm thinking, you know what? If you're the dumbass who rented an apartment on Bourbon Street, you kind of knew what you were getting into. <laughs> Why don't yeah. you just grab a hurricane and shut your pie hole and enjoy it? Right. Couldn't believe it. So you were in the tech world, huh? I saw that on the on the thing, and I'm like, I always talk to you. always had great conversations with you. I didn't think you were geeky. That Well, back I, then I was. I'm, I'm yeah. dude, we should have had you on one of the first guys, and you could have helped me through half the stuff that goes wrong. <laughs> I emailed Paul. I emailed Paul a bottle of wine one time. It never showed up. I don't even think it went to spam. I can't blow up a PDF. 
We always find stuff. I'm telling you all the time, I can't do stuff. I, I, I just pay people to do stuff for me. It's oh, this was good. back in the it's pre-pinium good. world, back when the your 17-inch monitor was, you know, five feet deep and before flat screens. My uh, my desktop at work was a DX4100 with 16 megs of RAM, not gigs, megs. <laughs> I remember the first compact Pentium 60 server. It had 512 megs of RAM, and it had, I think, a, I think it had a one gig hard drive. And I freaked out. I was, I told my buddy, I go, can you imagine what Doom would look like running on that, on that server? <laughs> that was a long time. All ago. over my yeah. head, baby. You're getting, you guys are getting all excited. I'm just like well, one of my first jobs. I know. I mean, it's you know similar industry, but uh, you know maybe a little different. Was I worked for Video Concepts, which was owned by Tandy Corporation, which I believe is a Texas corporation. Oh, the Trash Eighties. I used to put Trash Eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but Video Concepts was their video audio video arm, and you know we sold big screen TVs. When you said you know five feet deep, you know the big screen TVs we sold. That's they were, you know, two, three, three feet deep. The, right. the uh, you know, the, the camcorders on your shoulder. Oh yeah, Dude. yeah. You look like a news um, guy. VHS, super VHS, and VHS, super VHS recorders were maybe a thousand bucks. Camcorders were fifteen hundred, and so this was, this was would have been in the late eighties, right? And it was, you know, it, it was it was amazing, and people were still spending that money on, on big screen TVs and. Oops. And all that the mic well you know well i i worked for uh it was more than local access we got paid but it was a cable channel they they had to have a local access channel but we produced shows sports shows and stuff like that i remember because we did it all we were film crew on-air talent editors everything else and i remember sitting at the big board taking those videotapes editing camera out like that now people grab those have these devices right and i'm telling you it's amazing yeah and i remember our our monitor was it was an old portable television kind of reminded me of uh when you watch the mary tyler moore show when they watch six o'clock news that little that was our monitor we weren't even high tech man we just had that big box thing it's amazing what they've done now you got you're right apple everything you need Everything you need is in your pocket, right in your iPhone. It, it really is. It really is. How, how I judge technology nowadays is what I, I figure eventually within a year or two, it's going to go to the dollar store and I'll pick it up then. Because when you think about what you dropped on some of that stuff, when we had the place, we bought a big screen TV and it was a monster. It was like six foot and it was four feet deep or something like that. And I can't remember what I paid back then, but it was like twelve, fourteen hundred dollars or something for that beast. Oh, easily, yeah, easily. You know? And now you you go to you go to places and you see. Well, people change their TVs out faster than I've seen before. It took me forever to get a television, and then my son, wonderful child that he is, decided to get us a television for Christmas, and I really appreciate it. There was nothing wrong with the other one, right? But we got it. And we tried to, we sold it, you know, listed on uh, Marketplace or something on Facebook, one of those things and sold it. And I remember what I paid for that television. I paid like a grand for that TV. 
and it was the first flat screen we ever had. And it was great. I got it for him so he could play his video games and stuff like that. And I was lucky to get 50 bucks for that television. And I thought nobody's going to buy it because you can walk into Walmart or Target or anything else and you can buy a 52-inch flat screen for about $297. And everything right. else is built in. Mine was, mine was still old school. I had to figure out how to hook in the Roku stick. <laughs> somebody goes, you're going to get one of those doorbells? So, you know, when somebody, no, I'm old, old school. I get up and look out the window and see who the hell it is at my house at this time of night. Right. Yeah, they got it all going on. Got it all. Unbelievable. You, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned Doom. Uh, I, so I, I'd assume that you were into gaming back in the day. Are you still? Is there anything out there exciting? Or I still or play a little bit, but, it's, but like the only thing I really play anymore is Counter-Strike. I still play that a little bit. But that's about it. I haven't been a big event. Like my laptop is an Alienware laptop so i love the speed and all that fun stuff but i am not much of a gamer anymore I but back then man doom wolf castle wolfenstein i yeah you know in high school i i programmed uh on the trash 80s with eight and a half inch floppies we used to program uh do programming fortran cobol basic all those ancient ancient languages back then <laughs> It's amazing. Amazing. I, I remember those words. I had friends yeah. who did all that stuff. I was. That was a long time ago. It was a land time forgot. Unbelievable. Right. I didn't know that about you. Tell you what, the geek's still in there in a good way. I love it. It's, oh, it's you know, still it's, in there. Hearing you rattle off, and I'm like, I'm just sitting here fading out, going, I got yeah. no idea what this guy's talking about. You sound like my phone guy. He's just right. like, boom, bah, 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 bah. It's got, I'm like, dude, can I answer it? And can I text? <laughs> right. When I went to buy the computer, the guy goes, do you game? So I just want to get my emails. <laughs> and browse you the internet game. once in a while. Browse the internet. You, yo, bro, do you game? Are you a yeah, gamer, yeah. Bro? bro, do you game? I'm like, smack the kid. <laughs> game yeah I'm, i look you know, man i walk in and people are like oh there's a gamer all right <laughs> like um, no my wife let me yeah <laughs> yeah hey my wife gave me permission to play in clubhouse so don't piss her off speaking of clubhouse you want the clubhouse report yes please let's have the clubhouse report i haven't seen you in clubhouse in a while hey brian do you do clubhouse i don't even know what that is okay we're just <laughs> geek it back at you <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you the invite because obviously you know a man who has a lot of time on his hands and who doesn't needs, game uh, anymore. Jack, right? Again. <laughs> I gotta sit up. You get uh, I mean, there, there's we're we're building a nice cigar community on there. I, I do have a club called Cigar. Uh, I don't think my my club's probably the biggest cigar club out there, but but uh, it's it's really it's getting built up. Uh, it's a social media app. Remember like the old party lines where. It's, so it's all, but it's all audio, so you don't even have to get dressed for it or half dressed for it, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's called Clubhouse. I can send you an invite if you want. I mean, the, the nice thing is you can make a lot of uh, real life connections because it is audio, so you can kind of, you know, you can actually listen 
to people and I kind of get to know them. I actually hooked up with like about 15 people from Clubhouse in LA. They, they were at a bar that it was, it's, it's part of the club LA Connect. And um, yeah, I, it, it was it was great to actually meet them IRL in real life. But right, it's, uh, right. yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, I was just on there earlier today and who, who did I run into? Actually, I ran into some some real life friends, Brian Calloway, who's a photographer and he, he did some of my photos. Well, he was doing a photo shoot in Vegas, and since I set it up, he he did a few a few shots of me, and uh, and Dave Faustino was in there, Bud Bundy. I saw him pop in and out. Oh wow! Uh, so, so th- th- there are uh, Dane Cook, the stand-up comedian. He does right randomly. He'll do rooms, and you know, so it's not just celebrities, though. I mean, but Elon Musk has been on there. Um, a Snoop Dogg was on there for a while. It's, uh, uh, Tiffany Haddish. You know, she she's kind of big on this. She's, she has some one of the most followings, like four four million people follow her. So it's a relatively new app. It's it's less than a year old. Um, and uh, but yeah, for me, the exciting part was actually meeting some of these people in real life in L.A. because the L.A. Connect group had said, hey, every, you know, this Saturday we're meeting in Studio City at this bar. Whomever is in town, come out and meet. And it was actually it was actually exciting meeting people face to face and. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't recognize each other because you're wearing masks or me, I'm wearing a beard. So right. when I introduced myself, one guy's like, wait, you're Vato? Like, oh, my God, I didn't even recognize you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, here I am. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun little gathering app. But I've seen you in a few other rooms, Chris. Yeah, I've been in there. We we only have one. We only have one St. Louis room, and there's only three people in it. And those two people get together, and I don't like them, so I don't go to the bar and meet them. (laughs) Is there really? Yeah, St. Louis room. I don't know if there's a St. Louis room. You know what? I'm going to make a St. Louis room now. You should all get together. Start one. You know, I mean, I feel it's almost like the wild, wild west as far as uh, I mean, because it's relatively a small app. As in, I, I don't know, there might be. I might be overstating this. Maybe twenty million users uh, worldwide. I don't know. I get a, I get notifications now from some of the stuff. Says, man, some of these guys are on that thing. I mean, they're creating rooms right all, and left and scheduling stuff at all hours of the day. And I'm like, where do you get your money? Who's paying you? Yeah, that you don't have to work, right? You know, you, you, Wednesday at two o'clock, I'm going to do uh, you know bagels and and speaking English with American professional actors. And then Thursday at 8 a.m., I'm like, what kind of schedule do you guys have? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it. You, you, you can schedule rooms. You know, you moderate. Uh, you can have co-mods, uh, co-moderators, co-hosts, if you will, of the room. Uh, when people walk in, it's like walking into a room and you're up on stage. And then you can invite people up on stage, like, you know, come on up. Or people can raise their hand. And then, you know, hey, they, they might have something to say. You bring them up. Uh, and then when you're on stage, you're able to unmute yourself and, and interact with, with, with the hosts and, and, and the moderators. And it's, so it's, and it's usually, you know, I think it helps uh, promote dialogue. And, and uh, you know, the, there's even like an Israeli-Palestine room where, where it's been going on for about a week now, I think. And, and their goal was to have maybe like half a million people at least come through the room. And and it's and it's you know Israeli people and, and Palestinians and they're discussing what's going on, but but in in a very civil and respectful way and trying to come up with solutions and. Well, I was going to say like control that. and control is not the word, but it, it, it's a, it's a an open forum, a respectful it is open a, forum. Yes, kind of like 
conversations in a cigar shop. I mean, there's just certain lines you don't cross and everything else. I felt pretty important the other day. You weren't even in one of the rooms. I hopped on a room right away. They're like, hey, would you like to be a speaker? I went, oh, yeah. Getting over my fear, right? Then I realized yeah. it, was, it was a silent room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? I did. I think eventually I did see you in one. So I was like, yeah, oh, I'm like, oh, I get to they invite me up. I must be somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm growing now. I got 29 people that follow me. Four more fake accounts that I made, but that's not the point. And uh, they're like, would you like to be a speaker? I'm like, yeah. And I went, I'm in a silent room. You son of a. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, well. But anyway, that's Clubhouse. If you want to join sometime, Frank's like, yeah, I might. I'm about I to get a It could be something. I don't know. I got my dog under control. I got my toothpick. I'll say we're going to have Ryan in from Texas. I'm going to bring a toothpick today. <laughs> got me. Can you, uh, what can you, you spin it in your mouth? Oh. Is she that, uh, what's, what's her that? name? Who? This is Heidi. Heidi. All right, she's gone. <laughs> so are they going to do the she's trade show this year? No, oh, she's in. She's we in. are. Crown heads it. We will be there. I will be in Vegas. We did TPE. Not the whole company. Um, we had three people out there for TPE. Uh, but we, the whole company, will be in Vegas, and we will be there. Do with you our booth. see a big change in the industry coming? Do you see any need for the show anymore? You know, I... Because so Mike Condor, one of the owners of Crown Heads, who I worked with at CAO, and he, you know, I think he spent 20, 30 years with General Cigar. So he's one of the, you know, older guys in this industry. Um, a lot of those guys that are in that group, they have a very strong feeling about the show that there should always be a centralized place to meet. There should always be face-to-face -face business done where people come together at one spot. And I still think that's pretty invaluable, even though the show is, I mean, look, if as strictly as a rep who can dial for dollars, of course, I don't need the show. But there's a lot of, I think, a lot of benefit for doing the show. There's a lot of networking that gets done. Um, and you, you typically, that's the one time of year as a rep. You know, as a rep, and you know this, you spend all your time chasing your customers down. This is the one time of year they come chase you down, that they find you and they make time for you and they come see you on purpose. So there's a lot of business to be done that way as well. I Well, you know, and I was going to say, I, I just, you know, I never paid for any of it. I was right the cost. But it, the last couple of years I was in the industry, I just saw it to be more with with the ever changing smoking laws and the taxation and everything else. And and you don't need to buy in July anymore because your December sucks. You're just you're lucky in most stores. I bet you if December's your sixth best month. Right. You know, it, it, that all changed. And, and I still, though, and, and I'll tell you how I how I varied a little bit when I first got in the industry. Man, I loved going to that show, getting to see people, uh, people that I knew. Uh, but never saw, never, they were on the East right. coast. They were, you know, out in California, wherever, but we met it, it over cigar and a cocktail and would see them once a year and get to see their growth of their company or whatever else. And some of the other reps who I didn't see and, and, and got to hang out and, and look forward to it every year towards the end. You know, I, I wanted to see a hundred percent of those people, just about 10%. I want to punch in the face when I saw them.
Right. <laughs> the other 90, though, love seeing you. There's a few guys after right. a few years, you're like, you son of a, don't you, I'm not picking up your bar tab again. Place an order. I'm <laughs> well, I think with the, giving you another some of the guys that are not going to go this year, you know, you have Drew State, General Davidoff, those Ryan, I heard you guys, guys weren't. They're not, they've, they pulled out last year. Um, I think what you're going to see this year, like crown heads, we're going to have a cigar that um, one of our releases will be a cigar that you can only get if you attend the show, which is deals and cigars like that have been missing. And that's kind of well, made the show invalid, so to speak, because if you're a retailer, why do I need it? The only reason retailers needed to go to the show was if they were a cigar geek and they wanted to absolutely smoke the new samples first and see them in person to see people that they haven't seen, kind of what you talked about. Yeah. They see yeah. once a year, to see their friends once a year. But the deals they could get before the show, they can get after the show. There, there was no reason to attend. So now there's going to be a lot of manufacturers that will have deals or cigars or both that if you're at the show, you get them. And if you're not, you don't. Yeah, well, you know, that's – Paul, when did you open the shop in in, uh, in Vegas? Nine years 2010. ago? 2010. 2010. So you were, you were way past that, that boom. I mean, you were still out doing things in California and everything, but that boom, you know, back in, the, in those days, you had to go to the show to get those deals, to open an account or whatever right. else. And you're right. It started fading away where you're like, why are we spending the money or why, why do I have to go and – for four or five days and we went out for a week which is way too long in vegas unless you live there and you hang out right. <laughs> uh, but it was it you know why because guys are and a lot of folks started going to the show it seemed like every other year too but it was right. great because i got to see people like ernesto i got to talk to him uh charlie Tarano and his dad uh his dad was always so nice uh what a great guy we spent some time we were down in florida one time and had uh, some time to kill and we dropped by Toronto's office and yeah uh, i think the son-in-law invited me down seth i think his name was anyway charlie wasn't in the business yet he was still doing his lawyer thing but his right. mom and dad took the time to invite uh, us into the office we had coffee and cigars and, and a wonderful conversation uh and he always made a point to come by the booth and say hi and there was other reps yeah and some of the other men, because I'm a, I'm a cigar geek. So getting to hang with those guys was just like, this is fun. But some of it, right. yeah, towards the end. So you do a show, another blatant plug. Mm. We're going to have all the hot, we're going to get the, we're going to get the, the hit list of who went to the show and who's going to be carrying the new crown heads. And then, <laughs> let people line up. But you do a show with a, a, a couple of other, uh, miscreants isn't the word I want to use hoodlums is not the word I want to use but I think about it a lot when you mention those two right uh with Fred Rui Rui and um Jonathan Carney right right called Hacking Gourmet Hacking Gourmet now how did this come about how did the three of you get together for this epic delight well the so at the end of 2018, I start. I came up with an idea because again, you were a rep. You, you know, you know these issues. 
a lot of events in this in our industry are kind of they're not events can, anymore. They all they all bleed into each other, right? Everybody they does do. a three and one or a five and one, and they do a ten and two or a ten and three. If you buy a box, you get a hat or you get a t-shirt, you get a lighter, you get this, you get that. So I was trying to think of something different to do. So I went to the, uh, the powers to be at Crown Heads and said, what if I did Crown Heads meet and greet, M-E-A-T. And if they come to my event, we'll do have the five and one, we'll have the 10 and two or the 10 and three. But if they buy a box, I'll cook them a steak. And they kind of lit up. So, the, and John had these hats made for me. I didn't know he was going to do this, but he had these hats made up. So if you came to my meet and greet, you bought a box of crown heads, you got a hat, some cigars, and I set up a sous vide station and sous vide about 20 steaks. I get my, I have a little ceramic grill I keep in the bed of my truck. And I ask you, you know, what kind of steak do you want? How do you want it cooked? And I go out there and I cook it for you. So the shops jumped all over because A, it was different. So the shops would do, you know, they would bring it like Bill Fink. He, I did a few at his stores. So they created a baked potato bar and they created a salad bar. So they got the steak from me. They went inside and made their baked potato and a salad. We've had guys catering macaroni and cheese. And so they made it like a steak, steak night. And uh, in 2019, the full year of that, I cooked over 750 steaks at my events. You rounded up on the bio. said 800. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, did. I knew there was some catch to it. I cooked a lot. Let's just say I cooked a lot. Well, no, I, th I, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And, you know, in all those stores, so, all the stores were able to have utensils because they just took out all those Monte Cristo steak knives. They right, exactly. A lot of Monte Cristo steak knives. Steak knives. <laughs> so I, in 2019, which I don't know if I have it here. No, I'll have to go find it. Um, I would, because Carney, Carney's a big cook. And he was going to be in Texas. We found out our schedule were going to overlap. So I said, why don't you and I do a co-event and have a steak off, have a, a cooking challenge to where if everybody, whoever bought a box, they could try both of our steaks and pick a winner. So the train car in Big Springs, Texas, out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, out by Midland, Odessa. Uh, and Clay Roberts from La Plena shows up and throws in a bunch of stuff. So... Carl and I set up our grills. We all cook. We both of us cook four tomahawk ribeyes that have been dry aged for 30 days. Um, you know, I picked a actually, bad day to intermittent, start my intermittent fasting. I don't right. Eight o'clock. And now you're talking. <laughs> and, I'm just slobbering inside. <laughs> but anyway, I please go ahead. The the both of us cooked our steaks totally different, which was beautiful because you had two totally different steaks. So we cut them up, we put them out. Everybody that bought a box went up, tried both steaks and cast the boat. I think I beat Carney 24 to 10 or 24 to 14 or something like that. So okay. I won the championship, got a championship belt. So as we were talking, it was like, you know, we should, uh, with this belt, we should do, you know, have other reps throw down a challenge and again, build it around events, you know, get people in. Sure. So obviously oh, yeah. so make stars, it fun again. But make it fun again. Well then COVID hits and Carney and I were talking. He's like, why don't we do a, a, a cooking show? And it was originally called quarantine grilling. 
because we we're all locked down. Nobody was traveling. So Carney and I did one episode together. Um, it was, it's a train wreck, but you know, we're cooking steaks in our backyards through, uh, it wasn't even zoom. I think it was, uh, something hey. else. Anyway, uh, we talked to Fred. Fred was a guy that loves to cook as well. So we had him on as a guest and then we're like, you're going to be our meterator for, for this. And we've been doing it ever you since. You like that so, one, Paul. Right. I like that. I like meterator. a good name. I like a funny name. And last year, uh, or earlier, uh, end of last year, we changed it from quarantine grilling to hacking gourmet. Hacking gourmet. I've seen a few episodes, not all of them, because they get too damn yeah. hungry. I can't watch it at night. Now, I've been doing this fasting thing for about a month now. And, right. And you just, especially Tomahawk, age 30 days. Oh, oh it was a beautiful thing. Where can people <laughs> see uh, the show? So we stream it live on uh, Facebook, and we also have a YouTube channel, uh, Hacking Gourmet. So they can search Hacking Gourmet on YouTube. We're every After the show's over, we do it live. So once the show's over, the show gets uploaded to YouTube, so you can watch it anytime you want. And, uh, you know, usually the show's right about an hour. It takes about an hour. And, uh, you know, we do... You know, as we're talking, we talk trash. We do our top five list of the week, whatever theme we pick. Uh, we try to have different themes for each show. So we cook food relative to that theme. And uh, we, we've developed quite a little loyal following, you know, but it's uh, it's still a train wreck. Every time we do it, we still have technical difficulties. <laughs> People lock up, audio goes out. I mean, it's, you know, it's nothing professional, but... It's fun. It was, and especially during lockdown, it was something to look forward to and something to do, you know, keep it from going crazy. Is it like controlled chaos or is it actual chaos? It's control. I would say controlled chaos. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the good. problem is we try to do it within an hour. So, whenever you try to think of what am I going to cook for this show, it's, I got to prep it and be finished with it and eating it within an hour. So, you know, one thing I would love to do would be a brisket, but there's no way for me to, you know, do a 16 hour brisket and be able to have, and then just sit there for an hour and then, okay, let's cut it and eat it. So it's, uh, the, the hard part is finding something I'm that- I'm still with you. I'm just That's sunshine complicated enough to fill an hour, but able to have it done and cooked and ready to eat within an hour. You could do what I did, which was uh, when I was a Cub Scout. Yeah, when I was a Cub Scout. And uh, we went camping, and we had to cook something. So I chose Cornish hens. So I I pre-cooked them at home. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, the there's a lot of that. <laughs> and then... And then I, you know, I did... I, I technically, I guess, just warmed them up. Thank and people you. were just... Baffled how they were done so quickly and so perfectly. Big cheater. Uh, I, yeah, I feel bad. I, to did this you day, you, you, you know, did you say you did Cornish ends in the microwave? I think I can't. Rem I must have because I, you know, I didn't know any better. But uh, but I pre I must have pre cooked them in the microwave and then took them with me on the camping trip 
and put them, you know, uh, you know, built a fire, uh, you know, wrapped them in foil, or maybe they were already wrapped in foil. But I just remember everybody was, they were just like, bravo. Like, how did you do that? That's amazing. Like, they came out great. You know, because I just pretty much finished them on the fire. But I'm pretty sure I must have microwaved them. So who knows even how, how, how they tasted, really. <laughs> to this day, I, I, feel, I feel guilty and I feel bad. <laughs> and there, there's I'm where the love for the craft services began. There you go. Right there for oh. the food. Oh, Chris, I, I like, I like, uh, I did read your clubhouse file. Uh, oh, go back to clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I saw what you put on there. Valet food, food wrangler. Food wrangler. Uh -huh. Valet. Line. I'm getting shirts made. Food wrangler. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning when we're, when we're throwing this thing together. Every week I got a new job. Nothing's panned out yet. I haven't gotten paid, but. Yeah, well, food wrangler, I, valet. We're pitching ideas right and left. Just Hollywood, shut a, shut the door on me right now. Oh, they'll pay. Well, uh, I, you know what? I don't think I mentioned this yet, but I have new representation. Oh, you do? Yeah, Aqua Talent in Los Angeles. I, I signed with them, so they will be representing me. So from now on, if you need to talk to me, please, please just contact them. Go through them. Okay. I no longer want to talk people you know so see i told you no, I, I didn't return my text from earlier today about right. the show i said i didn't have my people contact his people i tried to go direct and obviously right. i was shut down that was your that mistake. Is i hate caller id oh it's man so he's calling me direct i don't speak to him anymore <laughs> call my agent yeah call my agent so so yeah, I, I just wanted to make that announcement. So I'm very happy about that. And uh, so I'm just saying that there may be some 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 work opportunities for you as a food wrangler or as as my personal valet. So tag along, working on, I could be a tag along, or tag along. You I'm, give you me know. you give me a paycheck with the with the hope of residual coming in later. I am all over it. I told you I will. Uh, Take your luggage to the Beverly Wilshire. I will go get you a piece of salmon and two pieces of asparagus. I'll tear a name off a tag. <laughs> I'll do anything. I told Bury you all I want to do. You know how I am. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need. I don't need to be a star. Just want to shine. <laughs> Just want to shine. I was hoping to get a guest spot yeah. on the Hacking Gourmet. We can have I you on. Just, I, I could just sit alongside Heidi and just drool over everything you cook because it yeah, always right. looks so good. I do. I, I started. Yeah, I've caught the shows here and there. Uh, and I think I see most of them. Two I really didn't like, but I want to talk about it. It was all Rui's fault. He's that way. He just brought the house down. It was really just the mode was there. And he you know, came in with his comments. But uh, where, where does Fred live? He's in Orlando, the Orlando area. Right. Which okay. Carney has just recently uh, moved to that area as well. So the, the last show we did, they were actually in the same backyard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I see the stuff you guys prepare, especially your stuff, and I'm just like, oh. so I can't watch the show at night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can't because I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so good. That's like when I, <laughs> when I cook. And I, I just want to put a guest appearance in. I don't want to cook anything. I ain't cooking nothing. I'll well, call yeah, Paul. Omar. You'll hear, you'll hear the button. Boop, boop, boop. Paul, those corn right. fans about done. Boop. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
like when I'm grilling. It hap- I, I bet you it happens to other people. I drive my wife crazy because I'll cook whatever I'm cooking. Steak, chicken on the grill or something. And I get done and we're ready to eat. And I'm like feeling the hands over there. I'm like, oh, we got anything else? Got some brats? Because the coals are just at that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to. Yeah. And there's Sundays I'll cook because we don't buy like lunch meat and stuff like that. Because uh, link card doesn't cover it. No, uh, we don't. We, we don't buy uh, lunch meat and stuff. We so I'll buy steak, chicken, things like that, pork, and I I cook a bunch up on Sunday. Right. And then uh, and then we that's what we use. You know. You got the fire going. Might as well use it. Oh God, yeah. But there's times I'm just like, go, you know, go knock on the neighbor's house. They got that one cat we never really liked. They're not going to miss it anyway. <laughs> Of course, that's that's almost like a brisket. You got to go 16, 18 hours on those things, or they're stringy. I'm going to be honest with you. You need to get your pellet grill. That way you can turn it off when you're done. You don't have to worry about it. Oh. Who was giving those away in the industry? I'm telling you what. I'm sorry. It's it's gotten crazy with the stuff that people give away. And we we talked about this. We, We had a great time. I still, once in a while, go through my memory book and look at that picture I took of you at, at a certain cigar shop. I'm not going to mention Stanley's name. Damn it, I just did. Great shop downtown. Patrick yes. Stanley is the owner of Charles P. Stanley Cigar Company. They got some cool history, Paul. They actually started in the 1800s, late 1800s. Damn. They have a cigar. Have you ever seen the cigar book? Uh, it's a coffee table book, and it's all cigar labels and everything. Yes, Perlman it has the a- uh, the old uh, you want a cigar, uh, Indian chief on the front. Anyway, somewhere in the I used to know the page. I used to memorize stuff like that just so I wouldn't flip through somebody's book or whatever. But they actually made a cigar called uh, I believe it was Treaty Bond, uh, and it was it was uh, had Napoleon on one side, Jefferson on the other. It was to commemorate the Louisiana Purchase, and it was okay. actually made for the 1904 World's Fair. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They wow. got some, they got some cool history. We've he's been doing that. He's got a cool place. Well, we've been scoping out some. Uh, we've been, I've had the uh, production staff, me, going around trying to, because we're going to take the show on the road. We're not as cool as, you know, Hacking Gourmet. We're not taking it to the backyard. See all the, <laughs> see all the other neighborhoods I live in. You, plus with the drive-by, but I don't want to talk about it witness protection cutbacks i'm telling you it's not like it used to be but anyway uh going to some cigar shops i was going to actually talk to patrick now that things have started opening up again uh and go down there and maybe we'll we'll shoot a show or two from there hopefully i, yeah, can I gotta take to... oh go ahead what you got yeah take the show on the road we do we need to take the show on the road i'll go back on the road i miss the road at times and then there's times i don't there's some days i get I'm... home yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I see guys getting back out, like Brian stuff. A couple people I follow. So, some I follow just to make fun of them. Uh, <laughs> like Costco and, and, and Brophy. I like to wow. drop those Texas names. I think I've got four in so far. Uh, but no. And, and then when I see those, and there's times I miss that, and then I'll see something like you, you'll post, Brian, where I'm doing an event. On a Friday night. I'm like, I'm going to my own bed. I'm not waking right, up on Saturday right. to drive home. But I miss right. some of the people. I really do. I, 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 would, I would love to. If 
find somebody. We will. We'll find somebody. We'll, and we'll I'll take travel. the show on the road. Yeah. We'll I'll, the road. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll go with you, and then we'll do a live show from, from That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll do something live. Yeah, yeah, because I would love to, you know, also combine it with Cigar Stars. We'll, well, that's, a- yeah, I mean, we'll do the, well, we talked about it a couple of shows ago, but the, the whole idea, and I really do need to put better penmanship to paper. I write these notes late at night, and I'm going, how drunk was I? And I don't even drink uh, anymore. How wired was I on that I- coffee? But, yeah, <laughs> go in, get a couple of customers who, you know, t- talk to a cigar shop, meet them up there. Have them tell us where the best P.F. Chang's is in New Orleans so we can <laughs> die in there and get everybody to go to P.F. Chang's. Veterans Highway. <laughs> Brian, so do you guys also distribute other other cigars besides besides your own? Are you also a distribution company? It's, it's on it like or, or no? Yeah, we, so we started a relationship with uh, Pichardo, uh, Tobacco Lair Pichardo in Nicaragua. And Luciano Morales, who owns uh, Ace Prime Cigars, um, they made the Mil Diaz and the Juarez for us. So we told them we would, we would distribute their cigars for them. And they have taken off quite well. So we do distribute uh, Ace Primes. I had, a, as well. I had a Juarez the other day. That was nice. That's very good. Stick. Love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very cool. And it's my one of the few factories that's actually getting this product that we can actually ship. Well, there you go. So it's uh, it's been a good a good relationship for us. Are we about done, Paul? Yeah. Well, my battery is, but if you guys want to continue, or I can, of course, go get my. No, we went through that before. You stay right there, young man. Don't you move. <laughs> you don't move. That's how we end the show around here, Brian. But we're going to give you a quick lesson. Cool. Grab that wonderful cup of yours. I'm going to teach you product placement. Whoops. There, that's what I want to see, that Bucky's. Bucky's. Maybe we get Bucky's. Man, Bucky's. I got to get No that. longer yeah. just in Texas, now in Florida and Alabama. What? Really? Yeah. Two in Alabama, one in Florida. It's kind of like Whataburger. Yeah. Going around. or Who, who is it in, uh, where are they at, in Oklahoma? I think they started Freddy's. Freddy's. Oh, yeah, Freddy's. Yeah. Steak and steak burger and custard. They got one yeah. out here where I live now. Yep. Really oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all over North Texas. Yeah, there was something about going to Whataburger. First time, well, not the first time. First time my son was in Vegas, 21st birthday. Where do you want to go? He goes, I want to go to Whataburger. Okay. I'm, I'm all for that. You know, well, he's one of the hip kids. So he goes, Oh, they got a secret menu. I'm like, what the hell's a secret menu? You mean In and Out? Oh, you mean in and out. In and out, in and out, in and out. Secret menu. I'm like, what's the secret menu? He tells me all this stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding? So then I took him on a road trip, took him to Whataburger. I'm like, this is a burger, baby. Yeah, that's the great debate. Whataburger destroys in and out. Oh, I'm (laughs) telling you what. It was still fun. I I never been to an in and out. Well, not a burger joint anyway. Right. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, Paul's battery's going to go. So, Brian, hey, listen. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I think Paul and I wear the same size hat and shirt, uh, so we could be like all the mooches. Give it to us. We'll model it. Wonderful. I love your stuff. How many cigars do I have to buy? Half of one? Okay, great. You know, I'm a great customer here. I'd really like to win that that Traeger Grill and Humidor, and 
I could use the right. glider. Some things I don't miss. Some things I don't miss. I'm just talking to geek to my cigars, so you I had a good time with. Like I say, some of the guys were just it was fun. Yeah. Anyway, Paul, as always, thank you, sir. Good uh, good job on the new representation. That's cool. And uh, the show, thank we'll you, find out more. We'll just put that out there. That's pretty cool. You got that going. So we'll do some other yeah, things. Yeah. I will. Uh, anything I I'll, since I don't watch Hacking Gourmet at night anymore, I'll just go ahead and start writing my notes out so we can get a pitch. Maybe finally get some money to take this on the road and just pop in there and pop out here. Get down to get down to well, we, we got invites all over anyway. People want us. Yeah. yeah. Ask the fans. Yeah. Twenty-seven states. I know. We'll be the we'll be the we'll be the trekking gourmets. There you there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bastardize anybody's show. We'll steal lines. We'll do everything. We'll, uh, with, I can with, go back with. to Texas. I had a two-year moratorium, but we're not going to talk about that one. Uh, I finally got to go back to Texas. That was great. The first time I crossed that state line and got to stand by the sign, you know, welcome to Texas or whatever the hell it was. I was like, you guys can't do nothing to me now. Nothing. All I'm going to do is I'll throw out the teaser. I'll tell you it involved a karaoke bar, two girls, close to a little Mexican town border. But that was the agreement. Just don't come back to Texas for two years. I was good. I didn't want to stay in a big house in Texas. No, so. We'll have anyway, to hear that story. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that story. But anyway, hey, Brian, thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. It was fun. It was thanks good to see you me. again, pal. I miss you. I know you don't have this good territory anymore. Uh, I wish I did. Good luck with everything going on, man. Uh, well, you always, great guy. You're always going to do well. You're always going to be successful. You're always going to be one of the best reps in the business, especially since I'm not in it anymore. You moved right. up a notch or two. <laughs> you moved up. You were at least 10 steps at least ahead one. of me before man <laughs> same way it's like hey mcgee's here ah mansell's in the parking lot fuck close the door <laughs> bitch he's gonna i have just appreciate the the treatment i get when i mention your name in hotels the, oh yeah there you go there we go baby drop my name greatest. you're gonna get a view like Sorry. nobody ever wants to see a second time Good. But listen, stay safe yeah. on the road. Cool get, that you guys are getting to go back out to help everything turns around. It's going to be a long time for the industry catches up with product, though. I'll tell you what. Yeah. yeah you know, it is what it is. You guys are making great stuff. Um, it'll be all right. I get a little stressed. I grab a cigar. I'll find yeah, yeah. one. I'll find one. None as good as yours. I say that every time we have somebody on in the industry. But anyway, hey, listen, thank you, sir, for coming on. Paul, thanks again. Um, we'll catch up soon. I got it one spot. Uh, we're going to probably take a little hiatus. I looked okay. that word up uh, for a week or two just because I want to uh, scope these places out. I got to get some equipment and stuff, and then we're going to start doing them from cigar lounges and everything because I bring all these great – those aren't yours. I bring all these great, uh, great sticks, and uh, I can't smoke any. Can't bring a Vado. Can't smoke a Crown Heads. Uh, whoever else is in here at the time. Some great people. I know some great people. Anyway, but uh, so, yeah, we'll probably take a little break until I get this all worked out. But the show will be up in a couple weeks, Brian, in case you're not doing anything. and right. Lonely in the hotel. and Especially, you know, mention my name. They'll give you dial-up. Oh, yeah. I miss, you know, is, is there somewhere a computer geek is like that, where he's pretty much like a guy like me who likes vinyl, misses that old crackle, hiss, and pop? 
right, which right. really, you know, those guys is there somebody anymore. logging in? And they're like, I really miss it. You know, dial up sound. Yeah. Oh, God. America on hold or AOL or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> right. You know what? I think we should recycle all those discs and use them as coasters. Yeah. I'm telling you what. But the show will be up in a couple of weeks. We do a little editing. Not really. I'm just lazy. I'm doing other stuff. And I get it up there. But it'll be on YouTube. Audio will be on Spotify and a few other channels and everything else. Eventually on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, so um, from Texas, Mr. Brian McGee, thank you again, sir. Thank you. From Las yeah. Vegas, we're almost international. Mr. Paul Vado, Vado Cigars, new show. That's all we can say. There's a show. I'll, I'll let you know next week, maybe. Yeah, I maybe think next it's supposed week. In a nice. couple of weeks, it should be. Right. Oh, cool. Maybe, maybe, cool. maybe in a couple, weeks, a couple months. Or, no, yeah, we'll get together. We'll get, uh, we'll get the uh, pitch down so we can take the show really on the road. Go see some other yeah. places. And from St. Louis at Midco Studios, I am Christopher Manso. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Saying Podcast, Everyday Conversations. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Folks, we'll see you later. Thank you. Thank you.